thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Your plan is to always be connected to your children because of you, Holy Spirit, living in us. We're so thankful, Father, that we can experience your love. We can know it. We can experience it, Lord. And we can share it. Thank you, Father. I thank you today from Father's heart to Holy Spirit to us as we share to those as they listen. We'll hear the heart of the Father. We're going to get it because of you, Holy Spirit. You're our revealer. You're our teacher. You're our coach. So thank you. We anticipate learning from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to take the lead. Uh, last Monday night, we were watching a Christmas classic. Well, we've been watching lots of them. We've seen Handel's Messiah. We always watch that. My mom loved music. She was a pianist, organist. We always would uh, listen to a live performance on TV. We did that. We've seen the nativity with the chosen. We rewatched that. It's a wonderful life, probably several times. Several versions of Scrooge. But on that Monday night, we saw a version, um, and I went and researched it. It was a musical with Albert Finney. And when he got to the part, oh, he was such a Scrooge, but when he got to the part of his epiphany, his realization, oh, that's what life is about. I took my paper and I grabbed a pen and I start writing down some words he was singing. At the end there, he was singing with lots of others in the streets, kicking up his heels. But this is one of the words, or one of the uh, lines from what he was singing. I'll remember when I was able to begin again. I'll remember when I was able to begin again. And I right away thought about, well, that's New Year's Day. That's what we think about, fresh beginnings. I'll remember when I was able to begin again. Another uh, line in that song was, he says, I've discovered I like life and life likes me. Can you sing it for us? No. <laughs> Can you, honey? Go for it. Go for I, it. I, I just remember the part he started out as Scrooge when he was saying something like, I hate people, and people hate me. <laughs> but I like this a lot better. Yeah. You, 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 should, you should sing this part. No, you can sing this part, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember the tune of it. Yeah. It was impacting to me. I, I said to Steve... I'm going to share that Sunday morning. 
I like life. I, yeah. I mean, there was something about it when he started, because of the way he started out, you know, I hate people. Yeah. And people hate me. You know, and then when he got her, he was redeemed. He was... Yeah. Really is what it was. And then uh, I like life. What is And life likes me? I've discovered I like life. And life life likes, likes me. me. Yeah. I love it. Earlier in the um, movie, it showed people running from him. Kids, dogs, everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it was interesting, the next morning, in my quiet time, I had my Rick Renner flip calendar, and this would have been the day after Christmas, and uh, the scripture for that day was 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. It's talking about us. Rick Renner wrote for that day, based on that scripture, he says, as believers, we must say goodbye to our old, independent way of thinking. That made me think of say goodbye to the old year. And learn to be integrated into a greater whole. We need each other, for without each other's input and gifts, we are incomplete. That's something. Later, I'm going to be sharing with you how I discovered I needed Steve in our kitchen rearranging cupboards. So I'll share that later. But the cross-reference scripture is Romans 12, verse 3. This is from the Passion Bible. Paul says to us, God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you'll see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. Going on to verse uh, 4. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. And the last verse I'll read there, this means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. And so that's what you did with my kitchen cupboards. You were contributing to me. So here's the story. 
Uh, this was before a few days before Christmas. I just finished my quiet time, just finished my breakfast. I'm in my bathrobe. And Steve, we're standing by the kitchen counters, and he starts talking about how things are arranged under the counter. You know, it's like, he says, he opened it up. He says, this is so hard to get, whatever. And I'm looking at he, and, and kitchen cupboards, okay. Rewind. The reason he's looking at that is um, this past October, Steve received a new bread maker from Sarah Andrew Joy and Elsie, a mini one. And we found a place for it on the counter. I re rearranged the countertops so that would fit there. And then at one point, we took Sarah on a little trip. I forget where this was. We went, ended up in an Amish grocery store. Where was that? Um, I'll think of it. Okay. It was on the way to Red Lake it. Falls. Well, thinking now of his little bread maker, he saw all this flour. So how much flour did you buy, honey? I bought some oat flour, some rye flour, some brown rice flour, different kinds of flour. Six different bags of flour. You know what I said to him at the store? We were in this little Amish store. I said, where are we going to put it? My cupboards, I have lim we have limited cupboard space. He knows that. It's always, I'll say, do we have room for that in the cupboard? That's how I think. Is it going to fit into the cupboard? Well, we came home with six different bags. I Some just, of them were I just big. figure there'll be a way to jam it in someplace, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, can you tell them, no, though, how, so... Anyway, most of it, it just went in the freezer. We didn't have room for those six extra bags, so it was in the freezer. But tell them all about your process of experimenting with making bread. Well, the thing is where we kept it was way down the bottom shelf, way in the back. You, you really had to get on your hands and knees every time you got got it out of there. And so I was just standing there looking at it, and I thought, and you were saying, well, I said, can't they just be on top of each other, the canisters or something? And she says, no, they don't fit. And I says, well, I bet they'll fit onto this one. It's one that Dan made for us about yeah. 30 years ago or something. Yes. You remember that, Dan? 40 yeah. years ago. But anyway, yeah. sure enough, they both they could be on top of each other right there, and they're right in the front, and all of them could be instead of way in the back. So it worked. Yes. But that meant I've had, the way I've had my sugar flour containers, I've had it that way as long as we've had that covered, Dan. 40 years. I've had that that way. 
And I realized when he was making his bread, he experimented a lot. Um, some of them didn't work. Some of them were starting to taste good and then tell him what you discovered. It's your recipe. You kind well, of made it up. Yeah, I just, well, I used rye flour, spelt, and oat flour, but I put different combinations and just found the right one. And everybody seems to like it. Yeah. What are some of the other ingredients? Oh, there's molasses and brown sugar and... Healthy brown sugar. Butter, salt. Uh, the chocolate part. Chocolate. Well, no, what is that called? Cocoa, uh, cocoa, or cocoa, I don't know. Powder. It's a certain it's COA, COA, yeah. how you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So he came up with the winner. And so now I'm the one, and Sarah, the one that's are saying, please make us a loaf of bread. It's just delicious. So I knew that morning, even though I wasn't ready to start looking at switching my cupboards, I knew what he was saying was true. He's six foot four. And for him to go down on his knees to get his precious kinds of flour, it didn't make sense. But I wasn't, I hadn't thought about rearranging my cupboards that were, you know, I hadn't even thought about it at all. But he is a different part. It's like, what did uh, Rick Renner say or hear? Yeah, he wanted to contribute to me some wise ideas about redoing my cupboards, our cupboards. So anyway, I began to listen. And he's, when he says, just switch what's in this cupboard down on the bottom and put it in this cupboard. And I thought, hey, that's a good idea. Think of yourself at home with your mate or kids or people you work with. When they share something, when you actually hear it, it's like, oh, that is a good idea. I actually heard him, you know, I heard him say it so I could say, hey, that is a good idea. So anyway, we ended up doing some major switching. Um, he was on the other side of the cupboard because there's doors on both sides of that little island that Dan had covered in oak veneer for us so many years ago. And what was your solution to make it all fit? Because we started switching. I'm Dutch, so I had out my cleaning rags. I was cleaning everything. Well, we had put some of it in a different place. Where did you put some of it, and what was it? In the clothes closet. Whose clothes closet? Ours. Mine. <laughs> it was mine. <laughs> sure. I didn't know that. We That's have the first a little, I heard that. We have, we have a little <laughs> entry closet. It's little. It's where we hang our coats, boots, shoes. He has a cupboard. 
Shoe slats. No, you shoe mean it was slats. on your side of the closet. No, it's my closet, the whole closet. Oh. He has drawers with his caps, gloves, mittens, all of that on this side, that whole, that's, well, I have a few seasonal shoes in the bottom. But the one on this side was, it has a clothes rod and all my different seasonal tote bags. I love using tote bags. It's amazing the things you find out when you're speaking in front of a group of people. <laughs> 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 anyway, it was my closet. It was, it had my extra stuff. Um, if I had a bunch of stuff that was supposed to go to Red Umbrella, I, instead of keeping it on the counter or someplace, it'd be a reminder when I open it up, that piles for church, that piles for Red Umbrella, or whatever. So we were working on stuff. I'm busy cleaning. Everything's out. And I was thinking, this is really interesting how we're switching things, but there's no more room. We're just switching things. And he says, well, the two crock pots, the rice maker, was it the popcorn popper, all those electrical appliances, they can't fit in that cupboard anymore. So I says, so where are they going to go? And he start walking around. He chose my clothes closet. Our, my, our clothes closet. The floor, he says, it's just the, when you open up, it's, it's just the bottom of it. You know, you still have your drawer underneath. Well, I knew I needed to listen to his contribution. I, there was something with wisdom in there. I thought, yeah, there's something, but who wants their appliances in their entry closet under their tote bags? But anyway, I, I changed. I just thought, and he's the one that brought them there. He rearranged them all. And um, I didn't see him when I grabbed my tote bag this morning out of that closet, and I still have that kind of like, isn't there any other place close or in the kitchen where? But anyway, we learned, like, what? Okay, I'm looking at my notes. What did Rick Renner say? We need each other. For without each other's input, that he was giving me input and gifts, we are incomplete. Yeah. We had to learn to work together. And I had to think about something that I'd never thought that way. And I began to appreciate the fact that he had a real desire to help as far as the arranging of the covers. Now I, I still don't like my appliances there, but I love the other. Everything's so organized. One side we have the unhealthy flour, sugars. This side where he's doing his healthy breads, 
everything is right. He opens the door, it's all right there. Great idea. But it makes me wonder, with each of us in our different situations, if for this new year, we maybe need to be open to listen to someone else's contribution, their ideas, uh, their way of thinking, and it might add it might add to us to our lives. It might actually be a plus. Yeah, and it's being open to do something new. Yeah. This is a new year. Yes. Today is the first day of 2023. So it's a new year. God planned it that way, that we'd come the cycle and then we'd start a new year. And that's something we had it that way. Dan thought it was more like 40 years. 35, 36? It's an old island a cupboard that we found in front of a used-a-bit shop in Bemidji. And back then, we have a trailer house kitchen that was, anyway, we got that home. It was ugly, but Dan covered it in oak veneer, so we like it. <laughs> but anyway, 35 years, maybe you've been doing some for some way for 35 years. Yeah. That's time to make a change. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's who knows how long. But just the idea of um, the new coming forth, new beginnings. Yeah. That's what that's what Scrooge had. He had a new beginning. Yeah. Able to begin again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is, of course, that's the story of Christmas Carol. It's the opportunity for another chance, a second chance. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's what he did. And the new shall come. You know, the new is here now, the new year. Did you have more about that to share? Okay. Um, there's a scripture that I got that kind of flows with that too. It's the new part. It's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. And it's, therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outer man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed. And you can see the new on there, renewed day by day. And that was part of the thing, you know, 35 years ago, it was a lot easier for me to bend over and get that flower out of that way in the back of that thing. It's amazing. You know, I used to look at people my age, I think, why can't they just do it this way? You know, why doesn't this work easier that way or whatever? <laughs> and uh, I am working at getting back into shape more, but I definitely... I could tell, you know, when you're 71, there's a difference. <laughs> and so that happened, but 
the thing here too, what it's saying, no matter how old we are, we're older than we used to be, right? And it says, even though the outer man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. That word renewed, I was with a friend this week whose first language is Spanish, and he, his Bible is Spanish. And he read that, he's the one that actually shared this verse with me, and, and um, he had his Spanish Bible and he was reading it, and it didn't say, therefore, we do not lose heart even though our outward man is per perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. His said, the inward man is being revived. That's how he translated, because he was reading Spanish, but then he translated into English. And it was revived. It was the word revived. And that word revive, it means to freshen. It means to renew, recreate, refresh, refreshen, regenerate, rejuvenate, repair, restore, resuscitate, revitalize, revive, revivify. And uh, that's where many of us may be in this time of the year. Or, you know, as we come into 2023, time to renew, to revive. God wants to bring revival. Maybe it's spiritually. I believe there's a great need in the church in America for revival. But I'm believing, I'm hoping, believing. I have a confident expectation that we're going to see that. We're going to see revival. I hope there's others that are agreeing with me with that, um, believing for that. Um, renewed is derived from the root word meaning new, especially in freshness. Freshness with respect to age, new. And the Lord can revitalize, and this is what I'm speaking forth, what we're speaking forth here today. We did something new there with our cupboards. We had to make some changes. Maybe I need to make some changes. Maybe you need to make some changes in your lives. Or even in the way you relate to one another, like as husband and wife, or as children and parents, or whatever. You know, those relationships are there. Um, thinking of, Lord, what would you have me to do that's new, different than what it has been in the past? You know, and we're growing. We're not stagnant. And so there probably would be something that would be new. We're changing as we go ahead. And um, it continues there. I'll just read this part too in 2 Corinthians for verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at, say look at, look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Maybe there needs to be a new way of looking. Uh -huh. 
a new way of seeing for us that can make some tweaks in how we're looking and how we're seeing people, problems, situations, our life, whatever it may be. I'm going to read this now from the Passion Translation. So we'll go back to verse 16 there, Herb. <clears throat> so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. Our inner being, our spirit person within, isn't aging. It's being renewed every day. And that spirit, our spirit, that's the real me. When it's strong, it has influence. It flows over into my soul, which would be my mind, my emotions, but even into my body. A lot of what causes sicknesses or opens the door can be stress. So there may be the need to relook at some things there, but it is all so important to, to have that focus toward the things of the Spirit. Let's finish reading that. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we don't look at this next three words here focus our attention your attention is somewhere where is it focused we don't focus our attention on what is seen. A lot of times what we see in the natural realm isn't the way, it's not good. But we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is what? Unseen. For what is seen is temporary. That we need to get settled. It's temporary. All things in the natural realm are temporary. But the unseen realm, the realm of the spirit, in which you as a spirit dwell, is eternal. It's eternal. It's eternal. And so God is wanting things in our lives that have been trouble or things that have been there that have been causing difficulty and stealing the joy from our life. You know, Scrooge, he had a whole bunch of them, you know. It mainly went down to he wasn't allowing love to flow. I heard a statement by a speaker this week, and I'm still meditating on it, but wow, it really struck me. And he said this, he says, the key, he said, no, it was this way. Love is the key to liberty. Love is the key to freedom. 
You say freedom from what? Freedom from anything that would have you in bondage. We heard Tim leading us in the thing of fear. What was that? Fear? There's no fear here. Fear yeah. doesn't live here no more. Yeah. And we know, well, we know that scripture. What is it, John? First John 4.18, uh, perfect love casts out fear. So there's freedom from fear through love. We see that. But there may be a whole string of other things too. I got to share something with you today. And I've been just asking the Lord. I said, Lord, if you want me to share this, I'll share it. If, if not, then I won't. Mm -hmm. But I got to share it with a friend of mine this week. Uh, we, meet, we meet weekly, and I got to share it with him. But you've heard me talk in the past about how I dealt with panic attacks. If you've been here a while, you have, you newer folks, you probably don't remember that. Because it's stuff that I dealt with way back there. I mean, when we first got married, how many years? The first panic attack, we didn't know what it was, but it was we were only married a few months. And I was, it was early in the morning, I was getting ready to, um, I think I was getting ready to, I was teaching school at that time. And Steve was laying on the bed. And, well, this happened different times. He thought he was dying, so he would take my hand, tell me he loved me. Yeah. But that was it. He was going to die. And there was a spirit of fear, the fear. That I was dealing with there. But, yeah, but I did. Through the word, I got victory over that and for so many years. But you know what? It was just, I don't know how long ago that was. I started dealing with that again. And uh, it's, it's, you know, so what do you do then? You think, oh, shucks, you know, here we are again, you know, we're just at, I guess it's just where things are going to be now. Well, we can't do that. Uh, we, we need to go back to the Word again. Now, maybe there's things in your life, maybe some of it happened in 2022 that some things were rising up that you had dealt with a long time ago, but they were trying to come back again. Well, that's what I'm talking about here. That was happening with me. And it was a little different than before, you know, and, and I really didn't have a fear of dying. It was maybe more a thing of, not claustrophobia, I'm not sure what term you'd put on it. But the truth is, last Sunday, while I was sitting up here reading the Christmas story that I had written, it came on me. You know, and we know it's from the enemy. Yes. And I thought, and I, I know there's others that have dealt with stuff like this because when I've taught about it before, I've had a lot of people come up and say, I have dealt with panic attacks too. When I dealt with it the first time, I didn't know what it was called. But you might have noticed that when I was reading the story, I went like this and I, I in the character of the guy I was reading, I stopped and I prayed. Well... That wasn't in the story. That was what I was dealing with right then. It fit uh, in mean, the I've, story very well at that point, but it, yeah. it was your prayer for yourself. 
but the Lord helped me. You know, he helped me through it, and I was able to read the story and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, then the enemy will say, you're never going to get up there and behind that desk again or behind the pulpit again. I've had that happen a few different times through the years. But what happens when you fall off a horse? You get healed up and then you get back on it again, right? <laughs> what? Huh? Before you're healed, you get back. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's part of it. But um, so we're coming to a close here now. We're coming in for a landing on this message. But I just wanted to share that with you. That. We still deal with things in our lives. I know you're dealing with things in your lives. I know you well enough, most of you anyway, to know that. And those that are watching online, of course, a lot of you, that's why you're not here. You're dealing with stuff right now. But the Lord is the victor. The Lord is the victor. And fear doesn't have a home here anymore. Fear doesn't have a home. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus is here, and he's the victor. And perfect love casts out fear. And the love is the key to freedom and liberty in your life and my life. Let's meditate on that. What is it in your life that is binding you, that's a bondage to you? Now, it might be in the physical realm, might be in the mental realm, might be emotional, might be stress-type stuff that affects all. It might be spiritual oppression. There's freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's new, there's a new way that we can live the good life. That's what he wants us to live. Here I'm jumping way down uh, as we close here today to Ephesians 10, um, Herb. Ephesians 2, 10, not 10. Uh, Ephesians 2, 10. This is from the Amplified Bible. It says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us in 2023, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Look at this next phrase that the Amplified brings out. It sounds like what with Scrooge, yes. the, re, the born again Scrooge, says, living the good life. Yes. I like life, yeah. and life likes me, yes. which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That's what God did, and he has that for us in 2023. No matter what is on the horizon of 2023 in this world, we can live in the secret place of the Most High. Yes. 
Yes. Under the shadow of the Almighty, in the shelter. Mm -hmm. In the shelter. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. You see yes. that? Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And so let's pray that. You want to pray? Mm -hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift these things before you. That new, things new. Yeah. Even in our relationships, Lord, that you can bring new levels of communication, mm -hmm. uh, working together on things, mm -hmm. whether it's changing cupboards in our house or very major things or even minor, just everyday type things, Lord. Uh, in, in our homes, in the church, in the workplace, in the school, wherever we are, Lord, that we're open to that new thing that someone else might bring up. Maybe someone we haven't had an open gate or an open ear, an open door to really listen to in the past. But we begin to listen and we receive Ah, a new thought, yeah. a new idea, yeah. a new way. Yeah. We know when it comes to you, Lord, it's all going to speak of life, not death. Mm -hmm. It's going to speak of freedom yes. and liberty, not binding and control. Mm -hmm. And we know that the greatest is love. And so we receive of that anew and afresh this morning. Mm -hmm. That love, that love, that love, that covers the whole law. We receive your love. Mm -hmm. And we know we're never good enough in ourselves. We never will be, but it's all in you. Yes. So we receive that for 2023. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Not a lot of announcements today. Um, uh, just mention in our giving, we do have boxes in the back of the church for our giving of tithes and offerings. Those that are sending them in, it can be the box, what is it, 67, 10 Strike, Minnesota, to the church. Or you can do it online on the website too, I believe, yes. You can do, donate there. And so let's, let's fellowship together. There's not a meal, but there's, I believe, goodies yeah. out there. The Grovers set up the coffee bar for us. Yeah, Thank so there's you, coffee Josh bar. And, and uh, also, if you would like prayer for something, please come forward and we'll pray for you. We'll be up here to do that. Hallelujah. Yep. Be blessed today. The Lord is good and, and his mercy blessing. endures and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. <laughs>